Welcome to track number 29 of Finish What You Started. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Number four. Twelve, ten people who did not finish their ministries. Number one is what? Demas. Number two is what? Judas. Number three is what? Lucifer. Number four. Joash. Second Kings chapter 13. Verse 14. Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died. And Joash the king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, Oh my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand over under the bow. And he put his hand under it. And Elijah put his hands on the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou hast consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows, and he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground, and he smote thrice. And he said, Smite upon the ground, and he smote thrice, and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him, and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hast thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Mercy. Elisha died, verse 20, and they buried him. Now the hands of the Moabites would invade the land in the spring of the year, the bands. Verse 25. Then Jehoash, the son of Jehoash, took again from the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazel, the cities which he had taken in war from the hand of Jehoahaz, his father. Three times Joash defeated him and recovered the cities of Israel. Amen. Are you with me? Well, this is a story of Elisha. Amen. And um, Elisha dealing with the king, Joash the king. And he told him to take the arrow, all right, and smite upon the ground. Now, hello. Give a bit of volume, please. This Joash should have defeated the enemy five or six times. But his ministry was not finished because he did not follow the prophetic instruction. He did not understand it, did not believe it, and did not flow with it to the fullest extent that he should have. And therefore, 
he had a ministry less than he would have had. He defeated the Syrians three times, but he would have been uh, someone who had defeated five or six times. Do you see? So, brothers and sisters, it's very important to follow the prophetic call and direction and instructions of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because, because the Lord sends his prophets to speak and through their words, if you follow it and you fight with those words, you do well. Amen. Amen. So as I have come here now, telling you to finish what you started, you must believe. There are different kinds of prophets. Amen. There are prophets who teach. Right? And the prophecies are in their teachings. One day, a certain pastor came to see me. And he told me something. He said, for me, I do not consider you to be a pastor. Yes, that's what he said to me. One of our own lighthouse pastors. I said, I see. He said, I consider you to be a prophet. I said, why? He said, because when I listen to the tapes, all the things you said have happened. That's what he said to me. He said, so me, I don't see you as a pastor. I see you as a prophet. Because all the things you said have happened. If I listen to the tapes, all the things you said have happened. As if you were joking, but you were saying it. And they have all happened. So he said, for me, I see you as a prophet. And not as a pastor. There are pastors, there are prophets, who may not be dramatic. Like Moses when Moses was going out of the ministry, the Lord prophesied and said, I will raise up another prophet like Moses. You see, Moses was a prophet, but Moses' main ministry was teaching the scriptures. Genesis, uh, the first five books of the Bible are attributed to Moses. His teachings, the laws, and so on. They came from Moses, but he was a prophet. So there are uh, teaching prophets. Prophets who are speaking a bit predictively and about the future and somehow seem to know. However they know, they seem to know. Then also, there are pastoral prophets. Pastoral prophets are prophets who solve the day-to-day needs of people through the prophetic ministry. Like maybe you say, I see your business. Something. Is there somebody called Maryland in your family? Maryland. Ah, see me after service. The Lord has shown me something. When you come and see me after service, I say, I saw somebody called Maryland standing on top of your head. Preventing you from going higher. Chubwe. That person, the Lord is removing the person 
from on top of your head. And because of that, you are going to do well. I see banana. Do you sell bananas? God is expanding that banana business to become international export and import business. Hey! So now, this man, this church member, he realized that there is somebody called Maryland. And that that person is going to, and true to his word, the next day, Maryland is removed. And now, his banana business expands. And he attributes all the blessings of the banana business to this prophet who when he came to church saw something, prophesied and removed it. And the whole banana business gets. Then he looks at another one and says, ah, I see a motia. Do you know motia? A motia is a dwarf. Everywhere you go, it follows you. And it is fighting your progress. There is somebody here, you are supposed to go abroad to America. But there is a motia following you. Uh, what do you call it here? Tokolosh. Tokoloshi. Tokoloshi. Following you everywhere you go. But God has removed it today. How do you call the mini buses here? What do they call them? Taxi. Combi. There's somebody here. You have a combi. The, the number is AZ456. Combi. GB. GB AZ5302. You. That's number GB. Is it you? Ah. I see it parked on top of a hill. And it cannot move from the hill. <laughs> it is parked on top of a hill. It cannot move. Is it not true that the business has not been doing well? That uh, combi. You go and work, you go and come, you realize repairs, everyday repairs, spare parts, petrol, tire, this. I am removing that combi from on top of that hill. In the name of Jesus, take it one, take it two, take it three. Hey! So, as I'm going around, I'm solving people's issues, their needs. And that's a pastor. A pastor solves the practical needs of the people. So the prophet's whom's main pro- way of prophesying is about people's financial needs, house. Ah, there is somebody here who is not getting married. Your name starts with A. <laughs> Your name starts with A. Three people have come to marry you. Just before each one tries to marry you, the person changes his mind. It has happened three times. But I see in the spirit a certain brother whose name begins with J. If 
if it is you, come forward and receive your deliverance. So I am solving problems. There's somebody here, you have been married for four years. You have not been able to have a child. But I see in the spirit, September next year, I see you holding a bouncing baby boy. Take it one. Take it two. Take it three. Hey. My prophetic ministry is working. Pastoral prophetic ministries. So, I've dealt with the teaching prophets. That's Moses. They, 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 they prophesy through the line of teaching. Pastoral prophets, they prophesy solving the pastoral needs. Then you have apostolic prophets. And they see things that concern the church. Apostles lay foundations for churches. And somebody like Rejoiner is an apostolic kind of prophet. His, his visions are about the church marching forward, winning victory, overcoming, doing this kind of thing. And so he's not coming to say, I see a motia by your side, this and no, this is not how he, you don't hear much of that. Kenneth Hagin is like a teaching prophet. Teaching prophesying, prophesying. They also have word of knowledge, but the prophecies are coming that way. And then what else do we have? Evangelistic prophets. They can help you to be saved through their prophetic. Come and listen to somebody who went to hell. Hey! I see Satan standing by your side. You are going to go to hell in three days. Except you repent. Will you not repent? How many will repent right now? Now one day I was asking a prophet, why is it that you so-called prophets, you don't prophesy things like, I see you becoming a missionary, there's somebody here, I see God has called you to sacrifice your life. Every day they are always solving somebody's business, doing, giving somebody a child, and the, re- the answer to that question is because they are pastoral prophets. Wow. You understand? The prophetic ministry they have is a pastoral thing. And it draws people. So you can build a church with that. You can build a big church with that sort of thing. But you got to be careful. If you don't preach the word. So these people, they are, and it's the lowest form of pa- prophetic ministry. Pastoral, prophetic. It's the most popular and the lowest. Now, because of these different kinds of prophetic works, people don't recognize the prophetic when it is there. It may be standing right by you. It is being said to you. You don't realize it. So this guy, he said, hit the floor. One, two, one, two. I should hit the floor. One, two, one, two. He didn't think much of it. He should have believed it. So as you are sitting here at the camp, you must believe it. Amen. Dennis, remember a camp. What, what did I tell you there? Last year. No, I'm talking about five years ago. 
South American. Yeah. Do you remember? What did I? Do you remember anything I told you? Yeah, you said. Hello. Give him volume. Hey. Police. You said. You said from from that time, my my life was changed, in terms of the fact that, um, because I had other plans. So what what plans did you have? Um. Well, the week before. In that camp, the, the tell week, the people the week after that camp, I was supposed to get married, and we had plans going to school. I actually had, um, uh, actually had admission into Imperial College, so we had plans towards that end. You and who? Me and my wife, Natasha. So, in that camp, you said you you put some chairs there. Said no. Um, all who want to go to South America become missionaries and everything. And I decided that no, I'm going. And you said, from that day, my life is changing in terms of the fact that I'm becoming, I'm getting into the ministry and things like that. And I think it has just happened exactly as you have said. Yeah. Amen. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening. <laughs>